boom, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Draft Duo podcast with myself, Nolsey, and my co-host, Jaxie. We are the only Draft Duo that you need for all the information regarding Draft Mode FPL. This week's podcast is going to follow a similar layout for the rest of the season. We are going to give a general overview of the week. What teams played well, what teams didn't play well, maybe teams to target both for attacking players and defensive players. We're then going to give a little rundown of our own week. How do we get on in the draft? How do we get on in the T12 draft and the content creators draft? I'm going to give a couple of shout outs to players or teams that did well in the T12 or general draft league. So if you've had a narrow win, you picked up a good waiver and that got you over the line, let us know. Send it in. We're then going to talk about lineups and players that may be missed out that we thought might play or players that did play that we either recommended or surprised us. We're then going to go into the bulk of the podcast, which is about waivers, waivers that we recommended, usually the week before or maybe a couple of weeks before, how they went and how we can assess them going forward. We're going to add in a very, very important series called the Watchlist series. Now, I know a lot of other FPL content creators do something similar to this, especially FPL General. Now, he does it a small bit different because he's going to be looking at five, six, seven players to bring in for normal FPL. On our watch list, there could be upwards of 20, 30 players. We're not going to go through them all. We're going to talk about maybe 15 players that could be targeted for future game weeks. After that, we are going to focus on our particular waivers of the week. So players that we recommend to bring in for this game week alone. Now, they might actually be a good hold for future game weeks, but they're players that might be available in your draft and they are players that are very likely to return for this game week alone. That is based on the fixtures they have or how they're playing or maybe the way they're playing. So we're going to give from anywhere from 6 to 10 waivers each week that you might have available on your waiver. So tune in for all the information you need for the draft mode in FPL. This week's episode is sponsored by Max Bar Ballyhonis, Mayo's premier sports bar for all your sport needs. Hangovers are sold and serviced. Now, I wish I could ask Jack Maloney to chime in here, but unfortunately, he's barred from Max Bar. <laughs> so you can only imagine some of the stuff that he was doing. If you're looking for a good pint and football to watch, Main Street, Ballyhonis, you know where to go. To kick things off, we're going to have a general review of how last week's games went. So, overall, Newcastle, Arsenal and Brighton, they were the standout teams for us. Um, Newcastle looked very, very good. Like against the Villa side that you would we would have talked, yeah. were up and coming. They had a great end to last season, and then Newcastle just go out and hockey them. Um, but the drawback is for fantasy football, the rotation that's going to happen with Newcastle players. So like Isaac and Gordon had fantastic games, two unbelievable players, and they were replaced by two players who were just as good as them. Yeah, if they weren't there, you'd be looking at the other two. Barnes and Wilson, you'd say, those are two players to target. But as we said, FPL issue is rotation. Now, we said that they're in Europe and both, or all four of them players might get good game time, but it's just something to note. Yeah. And then Arsenal 
Arsenal were outstanding. I know they were playing a Norwich or a <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Uh, Nottingham Forest team. Arsenal just controlled the whole game. Yeah. There was they weren't getting a sniff. On the other hand, Awoni didn't start for Forest, and he did come on, and he was very good. Yeah, he'll start the next. Well, I I know he wasn't fit, but I think once he gets fit, that Nottingham Forest team will be a lot different. Brennan Johnson will probably go right wing if he stays, and Awoni will be up top. So they could be a team to target in the future. Yeah. After game week one, we wouldn't be looking at them just yet. Awoni's like a prime Lukaku. Yeah, we, we actually looked at it. We were watching the game together. And we said, like, what the way he holds off a player? And he looks like prime Lukaku. Quote us on that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, Brighton then. Brighton were unbelievable again. But the risk with them is rotating players. So, and CISO didn't even start. He would have been a lot of FPL teams. Um, the likes of Ferguson didn't start. Um, but Could he did come on. Picks, yeah. yeah, he did come on and was unbelievable. So... They're the three teams you kind of want to be looking out for. There are a couple of rotating players in there, but you can also find gems within those teams. Definitely, especially in the draft. Now, you'd be wondering why we didn't say City. That's for the exact same reason, but two reasons why City players aren't very valuable in the draft is because so much rotation and they're highly sought after. So you could be looking at, honestly, uh, any of the back four, any of the back seven players that are available, and it's very hard to get them. As well as you don't know how often they're going to play. So we're leaving them out for now. Unless we see a, a consistent trend in the starting eleven with City, we can look more at, at players that might be available. Yeah. In terms of our bad teams... I suppose before we go on to the bad teams, Rodri for City. He, we said it at one of the stars, one of our very first podcasts. Oh, he was one of my first picks last year. I think it was fourth round pick for me last year. Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. And we mentioned him again this year, been like he could be a stalwart for your team, like a fifth round pick. We our fifth, um, fifth midfielder. Yeah, that people might be on the waiver. I seen I seen him on the waiver in a couple of draft leagues, but could be vital to your team. And we talked about it because he might be getting three points and could get an assist. If you look at where he played, he plays especially for set pieces. He's in and around there, and he, he's he's a fantastic aerial threat so although you might think that he's just a defensive midfielder he's not in that such a team he's not we talked about Douglas Louise or Hoiberg or all them he's not one of those he's one that will chip in with five five six goals a season with a couple of assists so if Rodri's not on your team or if he's on your waiver he's definitely one to be looking at yeah or bad teams fairly simple Sheffield and Luton we didn't see much from Sheffield um Luton didn't look as bad as I thought they would uh, there's a couple of players that we're going to mention later on in the podcast that could be possible pickups for Luton. They have a couple of good fixtures coming up, yeah. but they're definitely a team to target. You can see the penalty they gave away; it looked a bit amateur. They could be, uh, they could let in a good few goals this season. Yeah, Morris didn't look too bad. I know he's on penalties for yeah. them as well. So if you were lacking forwards. Or wire lacking strikers. Yeah, it could be good. You could look at trying to get Morris in your team. You could get an easy trade over the line with Morris. Uh, he doesn't have that high of a trading value. Yeah. But but worth a punt. Yeah, worth a punt, especially as a starting striker. Like starting strikers, we said is, is so important. If they're playing ninety minutes every every game and they could be on penalties, they have a chance of returning now and again. And you'd be surprised um, how often they get you out of a hole. So, in terms of our own game week, 
thankfully we got three W's. Yeah. When we say three W's, we mean I was in one league. I got a W by the skin of my teeth. Jaxie got a W, and we both got a W in the content creators, which we are we're doing together. Yeah. So, in terms of normal FPL, which we don't talk about that often, Jaxie had a massive start. Savage week. Up to two hundred k. I had an okay start, which I'm happy with, two million. So on that front, going well so far. So although it was a enjoyable game week, um, we can look to improve on them and, and keep consistent in both codes, in normal draft and um, or sorry, in, in draft and normal FPL. Yeah, I always get off to a good start and then I fumble it. Um, I I do a wild card at a completely wrong time, but this year I'll definitely be more. Conservative, conservative, yeah, a bit more, a bit more calmer. Um, but yeah, good, a good start. Yeah, I usually do the opposite then: bad start and then climb it back. Yeah. Our lineups. There was a couple of notable inclusions and exclusions from lineups this week. Cresswell, we have down first. Cresswell apparently is forcing a move out of West Ham. Now, I didn't know this. No. Now, I did look it up there a couple of days ago, and the date on it was the end of July, which I hadn't heard of. So. If you have Cresswell, I think they have a good fixture coming up in two game weeks. Don't be looking at him saying, oh, he didn't start or he's injured. Cresswell will not be at West Ham in a couple of weeks' time. He might be a good pickup if he goes to the likes of, I think Wolves were looking at him. Um, I don't know if it was Forrest or Bournemouth, one of those teams were looking at him. We know what he's like from set pieces, but for now, stay away. Yeah. There's a, a, Especially a, West Ham's next two games are Chelsea and Brighton. Yeah, so... so West Ham assets, they're not, you're not going to be looking at them. No, you have a bit of time to assess that. We're going to quickly go through other players that got the start this week, which were probably, a lot of them were probably on the waiver. Garnacho got a start, I think he got 60-something minutes. Um, if he starts to play well, if he gets 60 minutes regular, he could be on the waiver for a lot of people. I had him personally on the bench. Um, Disassi for Chelsea got the start. They played five at the back. He could be a stalwart. Chelsea has some good fixtures. Max Aaron started for Bournemouth. We know what he's like. Ben Rama started for West Ham. I've seen him on the waiver in a couple. Enketia started and scored for Arsenal. Edward did the same. And then Rico Lewis started instead of John Stones. They injured John Stones in that. Um, I think he played a small bit inverted, yeah. as Stones usually does. So all them players, possibly on the waiver, got the start. Could be ones to look at in the future. Now, I know a couple of them, the likes of Enketia, could be short-term punts. Uh, once mm-hmm. Jesus and maybe Trossard gets in there he mightn't be that good but if he's on the waiver or if he's in your team a lot of them players are more more than likely going to start next week yeah. in particular Garnacho stands out to me their next two games are Spurs and Nottingham Forest I think Spurs are going to concede a lot this season and Nottingham Forest so I do think having Garnacho as a punt he could he could get some high returns and when for you yeah. think of it all of them United midfielders, when I say all of them, I mean Sancho, Garnacho, Anthony. I couldn't tell you which one is going to be a standout one there. You'd like to think Anthony, you know, because they paid the money and he's um, a small bit more experienced, even though Sancho is. Mm. But I don't think Sancho is going to be out of them three. I put him, rank him third. No, he doesn't if, cut the mustard. Yeah, if you think if you think that um, Garnacho is going to be the best of them, well, then you have a United midfielder. He's always going to be rotated. We know that because it's Europe. But if you think you can get a 60-minute um, United midfielder, he could be a very, very good punt. Yeah. Next. Regarding yeah, regarding our waivers, our own waivers, or the ones we recommended last week, we yeah. had 
Guardial. Guardial, Hoyland. Hoyland? Van de Veen. Van de Veen, who we said Van de Hecke. Yeah. Last week, but we meant Van de Veen. Uh, Robinson and Leno. Now, the first three, so Guardial, he featured. Uh, Hoyland, yeah, he's injured. But be good to get into your team if he's still available. He probably isn't still available uh, if you are lacking um, attacking threats. Van de Ven for Spurs, first game of the season, and he starts centre half. Yeah. Um, Romero also got a concussion to probably start again the next day, but he seems like the number one centre back choice for Spurs at the minute. Yeah. When we talk about, they, as you said, they are ones that are maybe for the future that are high value waiver picks that you probably won't get again, that you had to pick them up game week one. They might be available. If you did have space on your team to have a player just rest in there yeah. for, for, ne- for the next game week because after that, they've got good fixtures and a high possibility of returning. But in the near future, they're not great. Yes, but they do have a, a high, high ceiling, we call it. We are going to talk in detail about that in another podcast. We're going to talk about um, waiver technique and about wavering for the future. So... Have a look out for another strategy podcast where we're going to talk about waivers and we're also going to talk about how important your bench is going to be in the draft. When we go on to our other two boys, both Fulham boys now, that I'm only realising yeah. now, Robinson, Jaxie loves this dude and talked about him at length, six-pointer. Yeah. We sang Leno's praises in numerous podcasts, 12-pointer, nine saves. Unbelievable. This is the exact reason we said go for a keeper like this and especially Leno because... Although, now they, apparently they were very, very lucky to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. But because, even if they didn't, he would have gotten maybe not an eight-pointer because he might not have got the bonus, but he would have got essentially a clean sheet without getting a clean sheet. So although you have a, maybe a poor defense and you'd say, well, sure, Fulham aren't going to keep clean sheets, it practically cancels each other out because yeah. you're, getting clean, you're getting saves. And if you get a clean sheet on top of that, you're usually going to get bonus points. Clean yeah. sheet, bonus points, saves, 12-pointer. Yeah, um, Robinson. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I don't have him on my team. I I went to get him, but somebody else has him. Uh, I've done so much talking about him as well. They'd be looking to get someone premium from my team. I'd say just because <laughs> I want him that badly. Uh, but whoever has him, well done. So before we continue on and look forward to the next game week, we're going to do another quick review of how the T12 went and kind of talk about the T12 and take from the T12 what we know and love about the draft. So a couple of notable performances. Vince Wega, notable, but he lost. Got a 44-point loss. If you look at the table, he would have came third. If he'd won, he would have been the third highest scoring person. So head-to-head leagues, it can be a toss-up sometimes where you find out you have a very good week and you look at everyone else's points and you'd say, geez, I would have won that week. Yeah, only for I'm playing a particular person. So that's the best thing and worst thing about a head-to-head. I would have lost to a lot of people, but I got a W. So it actually makes it more interesting, although sometimes when you lose, you'd say, this is a joke, I should be... Yeah, yeah I should, I should be coming better. here. Yeah. You, you have to play what's in front of you. Yeah, exactly. We'll talk about that um, at a bit more length in our strategy podcast where you could actually target particular players on the other person's team. So I could look at whoever I'm playing next week, I could look at who they had this week and they could have two Crystal Palace defenders and I maybe get one in 
yeah. because then if they get a clean sheet, well, they only get points for one person. So again, we'll talk about that at length in, a, in another podcast. Other people that we are going to give a shout out to are Adrian and Chidore. Both got the highest points, 60 points. They were actually both in the same league. So fantastic score. I know you're thinking in normal FPL, the average was like 60 something. In the wave, or sorry, in the draft, 60 points would be would win most weeks. If I lost yeah. with a 60 pointer, unless it's a big double game week, I'd be very, very, very disappointed. Yeah, like with the draft, though, they could have been playing against each other. Yeah, I got a draw. They're in the same league. Yeah, yeah. Um, on from that, we have a little point about a lot of the games were decided by the United Wolves game because it was the last game of the week, and David, a particular person, I don't know what league he's in, he won based on Wan-Bissaka. So going into that game, he was behind. Wan-Bissaka got uh, assists, three bonus, clean sheet. So it always goes down to the last game week, which is the best thing about it. You might think you're actually gone and done, and whatever happens. Wan-Bissaka or Varane, as we said, gets a goal, clean sheet, and you win by a a single point. I don't think, as far as I saw, any games were won by a single point this week, but a lot of them are. So the last game, we said it, Every game is important in the draft. We were looking, we're watching some ridiculous game. We're like, this is important. Yeah. We're looking at which game to watch, and we're like, we could watch any of them and make a difference to us or the league or whatever. So it makes every fixture important. Yeah. I, uh, one of my mates, Rory O'Brien, he had Juan Basaka in his team as well. And he was texting me today and he said, when Juan Basaka got a yellow card, he was like, no, this is done, can't win. Now, just to, just to caveat this a little bit, Rory O'Brien is a die-hard Arsenal fan. He has the Gunners tattoo on his arm. And then when wan got the assist, him and his brother were jumping around the room celebrating. <laughs> That's so, what the draft does to you. Yeah. You're, you I remember um, who someone got a yellow card. We're watching the game and I literally had my hands in my head like, oh, that right back for someone got a yellow card. That's going to take him out of the bonus. So, like, players you're not going to think of. We said, we looked at the FPL website and they said, are you sick of seeing Haaland and whatever? A little promo for the draft. This is a promo for the draft that you were watching players that you'd never think of watching. You were looking at things that you'd never think you'd look at. Yellow cards, um, possible assists. Did Wissa get an assist? Did A, B or C get an assist? Did they get a clean sheet? Are they on for bonus? So it makes every game interesting and opens the whole Premier League. Not just the big fixtures looking at Liverpool and Chelsea being like, that's the big game. Everton Fulham was a big game. Yeah. So just it's just the best. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it op- that we said at the start, do you want to just follow one team for the season or do you want to immerse yourself in all 20 tw- teams in the Premier League? Literally. And that's, that's what happened after game week one already. Already. So that's just, we saw it from people in the T12 that they realised that this is what happens. It's not like you have to look for this. You are looking at your team versus theirs and seeing who's on yellow cards, who's on bonus. It's just it's the best it's the best form of FPL because everything is important. Yeah, um, Matty Morn and Rory O'Brien. There was only two points in it. Went down to the last game. So last game, last couple. When was the goal scored? Always eighty something minute was it? Yeah, down to the wire, like down to the wire. I've often I remember I was playing you to win. You were to win the league. If I had won, I had a chance of possibly winning the league. And Joe Felix last season got a random goal 
bring it back to 4-1 or something like that and that was a clean sheet gone I couldn't win Jacksy won the league yeah. so <laughs> what would look like a consolation goal was a deciding goal in the whole game on to the main bulk of our podcast all the information that we've gathered from watching all of the games throughout the whole week we watched an awful lot of football at the weekend we also looked at a lot of stats Key stats, uh, underlying stats, and we have made a watch list. We said we're going to do a watch list series. What's important about the watch list series is that you can put players on your watch list at any time. It's not like you're making a transfer or a trade or a waiver. You can just hit watch list like you can do in normal fantasy, and you can target and track players. And you can track them because of the performance or the positioning or the fixtures. You don't have to do anything with them. But a couple of game weeks time, you can look at your watch list and you say, I have my watch list, why? And maybe look at his fixtures and say, oh, Jesus, that's why I had him. He's two, three good fixtures coming up. Yeah. Or maybe the player in his position got injured. Any reason. So you can track players to watch them down the line. We were, we would recommend that you'd have, you could have as many players as you want, but usually yeah. you could have 20 or 30 players in your watch list easy. I find because there's so many players on the waiver, it can be a bit overwhelming having that many players you know who do I bring in but if you have a watch list there and if, you, if you're watching a game you say oh I like that player put him on your watch list at least you have 20 to 30 players there that you've, you have an eye on you like him you kind of fancy him a little bit <laughs> and then and when then you, it when makes you, yeah when a waiver comes around waiver comes around it makes it so much easier it makes it easier you might think geez that's an awful lot of extra work but it takes two seconds you come to your waiver on a Wednesday Thursday whenever and you can look back at your watch list and say okay A, B, C I need him because of players in my team maybe had an injury or maybe I don't know a player got sold early in the season a lot of players are coming and going so therefore you might want a specific list of players that you want to target yeah uh, especially coming up to Europe things like that mm. a lot of rotation we said so some of the players that we're going to mention they might be rotating rotation players but they're on your watch list you might be like these could be worth a punt this week definitely so like it's a Wednesday and you know that player A has played during the week and you reckon player B is going to get at least 60 minutes during the weekend boom you can get him in on a waiver that other people might be look at, looking at because they'd say well he's not playing so we are going to do all that work for you don't worry we are going <laughs> yeah. to give you a rundown of I think there's about 15-20 players there on a watch list I think I have more but these are the best ones so uh, Adingra so from Brighton I put him down on my watch list straight away after he banged that goal he banged a couple of goals in pre-season and although again he only played like I don't know played like 16 minutes I think something like that again watch him in the future he plays 30-40 next day you might think he'll get a start the next day yeah we're not going to go into too much detail about all the other ones because yeah. we'll be here of, all day a couple of defenders there Emerson Adoji Ashley Young Really like Ashley Young. Everton have some, not next week, I don't think, but a couple of weeks after that, they have some good fixtures. Pinnock, he's on mine. Brentford have probably the best fixtures out of everyone coming up. Um, so Long Pinnock, term, anyways, apart from Chelsea. Yeah. Pinnock and Rico Henry. If Rico Henry is there on the waiver, be looking at him. Try to get him in. I, him and Robinson are my two. Um, Top priorities. Top priorities at the moment, yeah. If I could get in Rico Henry, I'd be buzzing. Yeah, so other ones, uh, a couple of them returned this week, actually. Uh, Jordan Ayew, we had him in the content creators, got an assist. Alanga came on, got an assist. 
could be in for a start next week. As we said, uh, with a warning back, Forrest could improve. Collins, because again, he plays for Brentford. Uh, Emerson Royal, Real started for Spurs, Spurs and yeah, got a goal. Got a goal. He's he's playing because Spurs are playing attacking football under Ange. He is playing. The, I know he liked to get up uh, very high last season as well, but he is coming a bit more central, and that's where his goal came from. His goal came from just just outside the box. So even though he's not the best player, no. I wouldn't rate him too highly. He, I think he can do some. Some stuff we wouldn't we wouldn't think it was going yeah. to happen with Emerson Royal just because of his positioning and because of the attacking uh, threat that Spurs are going to offer. And Spurs, apart from next week, who they're playing United, so they have three very very good fixtures coming up. They have Bournemouth, Burnley, and Sheffield. So could be a very 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 good waiver. Evan Ferguson, our boy Fergo, came on, got a goal. Edgy Fergo. <laughs> <laughs> he came on. He came on and got a goal. And I think he's going to be hard to be left out of the team. If he keeps coming on and scoring, I just don't know what else he can do. I know Danny Welbeck played and he might be a key part for Desebri in terms of build-up and stuff like that. But I just I just don't think he can keep overlooking Evan Ferguson. Yeah, Evan Ferguson's miles, miles more of an attacking threat than, than Welbeck. Welbeck, definitely. When so Ferguson gets the ball, it's like he's going to do something. Or he doesn't even need that much time in the ball. He's going to do something. Yeah, and... We talked a bit about this, that it's not always about minutes, it's about, especially in the draft, if you think he only needs 20-30 minutes, like the Jottas of old, that he'd come on for Liverpool for half an hour and bang a goal, you think Ferguson's, I would actually rather 30 minutes of Ferguson than 60 minutes of Welbeck, Mm. so... I think he was on a good few waivers. He was on the waiver in my league. I'll be definitely looking at him. What I've just said, thought there, because the Premier League are now, there's extra minutes for half-time and full-time, games are so much longer, so players will be getting more minutes. So there's more possibility of Ferguson getting, like, maybe 40 minutes. 40 minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot, but for him and yeah. Brighton, who, and you've seen when he came on, they were already winning and they were a very, very attacking team, so... He, the 40 minutes for him could be plenty. It's mental to say. Mm. Pau Torres came on for Tyron Mings, who has had significant damage to his knee. So Torres seems like he's going to be a long-term, um, long-term starter for Villa. And Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon is on the waiver of my draft, and he looked phenomenal. When you looked at Newcastle play, you'd say, like, how how was he on the waiver? Um, I think it's just because of the rotation and the risk of rotation. But I, And even though Barnes came on and did well, a goal and an assist, we said they're in Europe. Again, 45 minutes, 60 minutes for Gordon, who could return in that time, as well as be very, very high trade value. So Gordon and our last two are Van Hecke for Brighton, who might be a risk... For Igor, who's coming in. Yeah. Now, we talked about how there's always goalkeepers available. Two goalkeepers that are on my waiver, if you're looking, are Kaminsky, who might actually be at risk for Tim Krul, who's apparently coming into Luton, I just heard. Okay. So Tim Krul could be another keeper that is available on the waiver. Where's he and coming from? I don't know where Tim Krul is at the minute. Could be anywhere. <laughs> um, and Foddering. Um, I think he's with Sheffield. So although, again, not great teams... But you're looking for a starting keeper. I know in my league there was someone who had Kepa and like Fabianski or something like that. Both of them aren't playing. I know Fabianski, they said they might get a chance. 
But if you have the likes of Fabianski, Kepa, Rhea, people that are going to be rotated. And if some fella in my league has Hugo Lloris on his team, he probably wasn't there the night of the draft night. So if you are there and you didn't get to pick your team the night of the draft night, yeah, have a look at those those new goalkeepers are yeah so there's there's always goalkeepers popping up because of injury or because of form you know a goalkeeper can get dropped if he has a couple of howlers so there's always going to be a couple of goalkeepers there there are two that we're playing that are on my waiver have a look see who's on your waiver how many how many minutes did they play and what are their fixtures like on to our waivers of the week these are the players that we recommend for this week on the watch list, a lot of them have upcoming fixtures, good fixtures, or run of fixtures in a couple of game weeks' time. Ones for this week coming up are Rico Henry. Now, again, he's going to be a long-term hold mm-hmm. if you get him. He can be substituted uh, for any Brentford defender. So if Pinnock is there, if Collins is there, any of them could be a great waiver pickup this week. If Henry's there, I would be looking at him as one of my top waiver picks. Next, then, we mentioned already Emerson Royale. Now, they are playing United next week. So, if you do go for the punt this week, you mightn't start him next week. But after that, they're playing Bournemouth, Burnley, and Sheffield. So, with Spurs' attacking threat, I do feel that he can offer a lot. Uh, and he does seem to be nailed down in that position as well. Um, like the likes of Perisic and Pedro Paro, they're fighting for positions with Adoji mm. on the other side. I think for a nailed down right back, Emerson Royale is your man. Again, another man that we talked about in our watch list, Anthony Gordon. If he is there, I would be looking to bring him in. Mainly because he looked fantastic, but also because he's going to be high trade value. Another one we mentioned on our watch list is Alanga. This could be a one-week punt. He's playing Sheffield next week. I would just start him. He could be as good as any midfielder. He mightn't start, but again, this is what waivers are for, one-week punts. If you have the rotating, rotating midfielder that we talked about in the midf- midfielder podcast, this is, this is exactly why we want them, for a, a place there for a person that might have high ceiling, one week, and then don't be afraid to get rid of them. Yeah, and then another defender I'd be looking at is Torres, Pau Torres and Esri Kansa of Aston Villa. Now, they did get hockeyed at the weekend to a fantastic Newcastle side, but their upcoming fixtures are Everton and Burnley. So, And those two players seem to be nailed down as well, seeing as Mings is injured. Uh, Kansa gets forward as well. He does, he does like a little boogie forward. <laughs> but um, yeah, his goal in pre-season was unbelievable. Could be a one-off thing, but worth a punt. It's still early days, yeah. You can take a risk like this, especially with their fixtures against an Everton side that don't look no. like they're doing much up top. Apparently, they had a good few chances, but at the end of the day, they need someone to finish them, and they just don't seem to have someone like that at the minute. Yeah, Neil Maupay, he's there. Yeah, and they had like a Wobi. It looked like, based on their lineup, they had like five midfielders, and they looked at the five midfielders, and none of them looked really like wingers. You might have McNeil there, but they had Garner, a Wobi, or Nana. I'm like, Jesus, is anyone going to score here? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, they could go off, but at the same time, I just feel that they're missing a finisher. Yeah. And I'd rather Torres and Gonza, although they are two centre halves. I'd r- I know Torres can play left back as well, but I'd rather those two over. Uh, Everton attacking no over uh, Lucas Dean and even Matty Cash oh definitely because 
Lucas Dean is a yellow card merchant and Matty Cash he could have got he could have got sent off the yeah, last step. We were I was watching Matty Cash in depth and he should have got a yellow card first half. Yeah. He got it after like forty something minutes in, in like straight away in the in the second half and we just like were looking at each other being like that was coming. Yeah. And he missed an open goal, got taken off, played a very poor game. There was talks of him being rotated. So although at the start of the season I'd be like, Oh Matty Cash is a good player, I would actually be going off Matty Cash personally for the next couple of weeks to see how he gets on. Our last player then is Morris. We talked about him when we talked about Luton. He is a certain striker on penalties. I know they have Chelsea next week, but then they have West Ham, Fulham, Wolves, Everton. All teams that could be fighting for, you know, bottom not bottom half of the table, or bottom of the table, bottom half of the table. We don't know what they're like. West Ham, Fulham, Wolves, Everton. They could be teams that Morris gets a few chances against, um, if he ha- is on penalties, as Jackson said, games are longer. They have VAR, so a lot more penalties are going to be given. Yeah. And again, you have Morris there. You mightn't expect anything from open play. I heard FPL gen- General say it that you could have a player that's having a 1 out of 10 game, doing everything wrong and come away with 9, 10 points because he gets a penalty, a 1-0 win and a 3 bonus points. Yeah. Boom, so they are our recommendations for waivers this week. We are going to be here again next week and assess what went well. How do they get on? Hopefully all seven, eight of them players return or at least gets minutes. Obviously there's going to be some wins, some losses. Hopefully we'll be right more often than not. To finish things off, as usual, we're going to have a question for you, but to answer, we did a double podcast last week with two questions. The first one was, who scored a hat-trick for Bournemouth in their first ever win in the Premier League? And the answer to that was Callum Wilson. The next question then was, who did Everton sign Tim Cahill from in 2004? The answer to that is Millwall. So congratulations to anyone that got that right. Prizes will be out in the post. Yeah, on Send the us your address. And if you can, send us your bank card details with three numbers at the back as well as your expiry date. Yeah. <laughs> and your old lady's name as well. <laughs> we need that too. Um, but yeah, there are the two answers. We'll give you another one to have a think about this week. You really want to have a think about this because the prizes are unbelievable. So the next question, this is a bit of a long one, so ears open. Rangers tried to sign which superstar after Alex McLeish was alerted to his ability through a popular video game football manager. Bit of a long-winded one. I'll read it one more time for you. Rangers tried to sign which superstar after Alex McLeish was alerted to his ability through a popular video game football manager. Boom. Answers on postcards. So, best of luck for game week two. Hopefully we get all W's Big ranks, top of the tables. Let us know how you got on. Did any of the waivers that we said last week, did you bring any of them in and how did they fare out? So don't forget to like, share, subscribe, send it round, all of that good stuff. Draft Duo out.